Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. This week, we're joined by Ben Schwartz, a former assistant director of admissions at Dartmouth College, to talk about early action and early decision applications. Hi, Ben. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Good to be with you. So, Ben, you are the form, a former assistant director of admissions from Dartmouth College. So mm-hmm. you have lots of admissions experience and have seen lots of different applications. So right now we are coming up on um, early application or early action and early decision time. So just for listeners who might be interested in applying early to colleges, can you go over the difference between early action and early decision applications? So it's a great kind of, it's important for students to understand kind of why we offer early programs first off. And so uh, early applications to colleges in the U.S. is a tool to decrease the level of stress, hopefully, that students face in an already stressful senior year of high school. The notion is, is that if, you know, if you've done your research and you know kind of where you want to apply, you know, with, with, kind of a a stronger sense of clarity and excitement earlier on, then as colleges, we want to be able to get you a decision earlier on so that you can kind of feel good, hopefully, that you have one place, uh, at least in the early process, that that you can attend. Now, there are two key categories of early applications, the first being this early action and the other being early decision. And oftentimes, students get them confused. The key difference is an early decision It is a binding agreement. So your decision on your application that we render in the admissions office is binding to you if we admit you, saying if you apply ED, early decision, to our school, which Dartmouth is an ED school, um, it means that you are promising to attend our institution in the fall uh, should we admit you. And if we don't admit you, then it's not binding anymore. Obviously, you might get deferred, then it's not binding anymore. Early action rather just says, look, I'm interested in your institution, I'm not ready to commit 100% to attending, but if you admit me, I'm definitely interested in your school and I'll make a decision later on, typically by the May 1st deadline to attend. Um, So those are the key differences. Early action is kind of a non-binding process and early decision is a binding process should you be admitted you must right. attend. Right. Yeah, I think definitely reducing the stress is a big part of why students choose it, just getting to know earlier what schools they may have gotten into or the school they will eventually go to if they did early decision and it is binding, I think is a big part yeah. of decision to do it. So other than kind of reducing that stress, what would you say are some other advantages of students choosing to apply early? Yeah, so I mean, I think the stress piece is by far and away, the number one reason. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, it's a commitment device as well. You know, you get your act together, you can kind of focus on other things, um, regardless of your stress level, at least you can kind of bring some closure potentially, especially if you're admitted early decision. I, I would say many students are looking for a strategic edge potentially in the early process. And this really is dependent on the school. But I think, you know, just psychologically speaking, fewer people apply early, 
And this means that out of a smaller pool, it's easier to be the big fish in a smaller pond. Mm-hmm. And so in that regard, you know, there could be some small to some, you know, bigger impacts in terms of your chances of acceptance. But it really is dependent on the institution, how they handle early applications. Um, If an institution is really trying to build a backbone of their class in early, then they might admit a fair percentage of their first year class through the early program. Other institutions may simply be trying to kind of just offer a program, but they rather want to see kind of who is going to apply in regular and want to keep open the regular pool to get the strongest students, absolutely speaking. So it really depends on the strategy of the institution to determine kind of, is this a strategic action for the applicant? Um, and is it going to give you the leg up that you desire? I think on the whole, it generally is a, a, a kind of more positive than not uh, a, a way to apply. And so if you want to increase your chances, it, it might be, you know, some small improvement in the early process. Right. So would you say kind of overall in your experience that uh, the acceptance rates were higher or you're just maybe a little bit more likely to be accepted if you apply early? So this is a very tricky question because there's many uh, kind of cross pressures taking place in the early program. Mm -hmm. So the first cross pressure here is who is applying early? And let's be honest, it is privileged kids who have had the opportunities to visit colleges, who have their act together, are at schools with guidance counselors and and perhaps private counselors who are helping their students push things forward. And so typically these are students who already have a strong background, who already have, you know, invested heavily in looking good in the process. And, you know, hopefully those students really are genuinely excited about the schools they're going to apply early. And it's not purely about strategy, but it's about, I visited this one school, I'm really thrilled to be applying, I really want to know if I'm going to get in, whether or not you're committed to attending is a different story. Um, And so if we take out these very strong students who have the opportunities to kind of explore colleges early, get their act together early, then already, you know, those are students who are already going to look stronger. And so I think, you know, it's hard to tease out is your chance of acceptance actually higher or is it just that you get kind of better applicants, if you will, on paper at least because they've done their homework and they're self-selecting into this. So that's one thing that we have to be mindful that Acceptance rates might be higher simply because the quality of the applicant in some regard is, are those who have invested a little bit more in the process. Um, then another cross pressure here is the fact that many uh, coaches at institutions want to have their roster confirmed as early as possible. They want to secure their best players as early as possible. And so they encourage their, their players to apply early to a school. And so if we take out kind of these pre-screened athletes in the process, then that's another kind of changing of the denominator and the numerator to really understand what is the acceptance rate of an average applicant, if you will, of of a typical applicant. So is it actually statistically strategic? Again, I'd say it's not as strategic as maybe the raw percent acceptance rate that might be published suggests because of the fact that um, you know, there are these cross pressures in there. Um, some schools with early decision that you can easily calculate that because you know kind of they might publish how many students uh, attend from early or enroll from early as well as um, you, can, you can back into a lot of information using some of these at least early decision numbers to understand yield and the like and begin to understand just how strong these applicants are. 
So don't overthink the, the raw early percentage. It, it may be misleading uh, in terms of a strategic advantage. It may kind of uh, show, but it might not be fully accurate. Right. I think definitely athletes being recruited to schools and even legacy students can definitely have a large impact on who's being admitted during those early rounds. Exactly. Yeah. And, and legacies here, you know, are typically very strong candidates. If, if you're applying from a, to a selective school, that means your parents kind of know the ins and outs of that experience. And, and typically your parents who are going to be, you know, very, um, you know, invested in the education. And so those legacies tend to be, you know, wonderful applicants because they know the institution well and, you know, they know the quality of, of education and intellect and, and kind of leadership that, you know, the schools are looking for. Right. So you mentioned they are kind of students using early applications as maybe strategy or trying to have kind of a strategic edge in getting into schools. And I think it's um, common for a lot of students to apply early to a school that they maybe really want to go to, but they know that they don't have as great of a chance getting in as regular decision. Maybe it's a bit of a reach school. So in your opinion, how much do you think it's appropriate for a student to reach for a school that they aren't sure they'd get into regular decision, but they want to try for it in early rounds? Yeah, I would say at the majority of schools, I can't quantify more than the majority here, but at the majority of schools, it is nominally more uh, likely to be admitted in early. Again, I think it's mostly the psychology that the pool is smaller. So to stand out in early, I think it's easier for an admissions officer to say, wow, this is you know, a really great candidate. You know, we definitely, you know, I would like to see this candidate here, even though I know we're going to get other really good candidates in the regular round. Early decision, I would say, typically is stronger of a, of a strategic decision to apply early decision. Um, you know, in, at schools that are admitting through early decision, oftentimes we are trying to build that backbone of our class. We want to make sure that, you know, we have great students who know our school in and out, who've said, I am definitely going to come. I'm thrilled about this school. I'm excited to be there. I'm going to bring an energy, a vibrancy to campus. And if I'm admitted, I'm promising you I'm going. Like, that's how excited I am. So that's a different type of applicant oftentimes than an early action applicant. And so I think because there is a tangible difference in that applicant, just in terms of that excitement about a school and the commitment they're willing to show us, um, you know, that in and of itself, I think we're more likely to want to admit students like that as a, if you will, a plus factor to, to some just really back burner psychological thing happening as we read an application, just saying, I know this kid's going to come. So we, you know, I'd love to admit this student, you know, before they might get admitted to another great school. Um, so in that regard, I think early decision schools might serve a slight more strategic value if that's kind of what a student is going for. If you're not really committed to a school, don't apply early decision there. Like it's, that, that's not, this is not a strategy of like, I'll go anywhere so long as it's a good name school. I mean, that, that's definitely not true. And a school like Dartmouth is distinctive in many ways. And so from my experience, you know, if it's not right for you, you know, that's something else we're going to consider in that decision that we render on any applicant. Like, is this a good fit? Um, you know, are you really gonna be able to thrive here? Um, so yeah, don't, don't wanna overemphasize the strategic advantage. I think some students think, you know, this is my chance and only chance, um, but nominally better chance uh, 
But if we remove all those other data points of athletes and, you know, well-prepared students or overly prepared students, um, then, you know, it might be some small increment improvement. Right, right. So you mentioned there also admissions officers trying to kind of build the backbone of their class and being excited about students who really want to go to that school. They are committing to that school by applying. So admissions officers are often very concerned about something called yield. So could you kind of explain yield and its relationship between um, with early decision applications? Yep. I think the numbers that we talk about in enrollment at universities, you know, are really important. So, you know, we talk about uh, the acceptance rate. So we have the number of applicants as your denominator and then the number of students that we admit. But the reality is, is that not everyone that we admit actually attends. And so the acceptance rate is just one measure kind of of how many students want to apply and how many we're willing to admit. But we actually need to know what is our yield? So yield is going to be the number of students who say, yes, I'm attending, divided by the number of students we admit. So it's the percent of students who say yes to us uh, instead of the percent of students that we say yes to as the acceptance rate. And so yield is really you know, important, and especially for schools that you know, may be struggling a little bit with more with enrollment. Um, and so concern about yield is, you know, can, be, can be tremendous. Um, the highly selective schools, yield is not much of an issue. And, and we kind of know pretty precisely what our yield is going to be within a few percentage points, which too, too many percentage points high means we might not have, have, have enough beds for all the students. A few percentage points too low of yield may mean we need to take students off the wait list. You know, so, so there are mechanisms to manage yield already. Um, and, and typically, you know, an institution year over year sees a pretty steady yield. Uh, it, it's pretty impressive. The, the law of large numbers you know, tends to hold pretty true um, in kind of this enrollment process. So yield is something that we, you know, are very cognizant of and we need to plan and make sure that we have the right beds and that we're not, you know, just pulling everyone off the wait list. Um, in terms of early decision, uh, you know, what, what is this consideration for yield? You know, I think we're mindful that, like, we know that that student's going to come, so it feels good that we can build, that we, we have a guaranteed backbone that we can then build off of. Um, some schools admit a very small percentage in early decision. Some schools admit a very high percent of their uh, first year class in early decision. Um, and, and I do think some schools will leverage or ED early decision as a yield tool. I think others really are just saying, look, like we want to offer this opportunity for students who, this is kind of my belief from my experience at Dartmouth. If you're admitted early decision, you have, the rest of your senior year to enjoy. Like, you're done. You're absolutely 100% done if we admit you an early decision. And so you can really just take more risks in senior year, do the things that you truly love doing and not just things that you think I'm doing this to get into college, but you have that bandwidth, that mental bandwidth uh, to really focus on that. And so we're, you know, we're not really focused on the yield component. We really just want to offer students psychologically proven way of, you know, focusing on their life and not focusing on this one little application that they feel like, you know, is the end all be all. And I think that's, you know, so, so schools I think have different philosophies, um, highly selective schools, they're doing just fine for yield.
Right. So we've talked a lot about the advantages of applying early, both those psychological advantages, maybe a slight edge on the statistics side. So from your vantage point, do you see any downsides for students applying early to schools? I think students who haven't done their research and are trying to just do this out of, you know, some strategic advantage, it could actually be shooting themselves in the foot. You know, this, this actually could be rushing their application, their personal statement's not really ready, you know, they, the, the teachers feel rushed and aren't able to write as good of recommendations, you know, so if a student isn't well prepared, you know, do, don't try and rush this and just say, I just need to get an application in. Um, because any advantage that small, potentially, you know, I don't even know if it's there for every school, but some small improvement is probably well overshadowed by a rushed application. Um, so I think this, you know, is a clear downside that a student might think, oh, this advantage is going to be so much bigger. Let me apply to this really tough school and early and their application falls very flat because they didn't invest enough time in it. Um, other downsides, that's, you know, I, none that really come to mind, frankly, you know, in this, you know, I think, you know, obviously if you harm your relationships with your teachers because you're rushing them or this or that, you know, that can be a downside. Um, there are some schools where it is harder to be admitted early uh, for whatever reason. You know, they really just want to admit the best in the best and they know they'll get other people, but that's their way of kind of encouraging great students to take them seriously, especially maybe schools that aren't kind of the very most selective and that are, you know, but are still excellent educations that are saying, you know, we, we want you. And it's a way that they tell students a little bit earlier that they want them. Um, so don't overthink that strategy. At some schools, it might actually be a strategic disadvantage, um, and they might admit fewer people. They aren't going to deny you. They would just defer you to the regular round, though. Um, so it's not like you're going to be denied at a higher frequency in early. You might just not get the news that you're hoping for in early. Right. So speaking of maybe being deferred from your early school or even rejected, so what happens for a student and what are kind of their options if they are rejected or deferred from their early decision school? Yeah, great question. I mean, well, so you have early decision versus early action, but an early, you know, if you're applying early to a school and you are denied uh, admission, then that is the end of the process for that year for our institution. Um, that's that. There's really no appeals process or anything like that. If you wish to apply the following year, either as a transfer or as a first year and you take a gap year, um, there are students who, who do that. Very few. So I'm not encouraging anyone to do that. But, you know, there are students who, you know, will just reapply if, if they're totally denied, especially if it's an early decision school. So thus, that is their top choice. And so they want to see if they can get in in the future but we're talking maybe one or two students a year might choose that gap year process um or transfer process um you know so okay so you you might be denied you might be deferred as well and so deferred says look we really like you i mean we, we don't defer you just willy-nilly we say we think you're a competitive applicant we're just not ready to say yes yet um, because we do need to make sure there's enough space in our class for all those other great applicants as well in the regular round. Um, and so given that, you know, we, we defer a fair number of students in this process. The chance of being admitted off of the deferred list very much depends on the school. Um, and so, you know, some schools may really look seriously at the deferred list. Some may just be admitting a few students from the deferred list um, because the, the regular pool tends to be very, very strong 
as well. Um, at least so much as if you get 25,000 applications in the regular process, um, and even just 10% of those are absolutely incredible, it makes it very hard if you're one of the deferred to stand out among those 10, top 10% of the regular pool. So, you know, there's, I don't want people to get their hopes up kind of falsely in the being deferred, but at the same time, you know, there, there is a decent chance, um, but it's probably no better than the average regular decision applicant, which may just be five or six percent at some of the most selective schools. And for some schools, they also have early decision two, that's an option. So could you explain kind of what early decision two is and if you would recommend it for students who maybe um, are deferred or rejected during the early decision one round? So we take a step back and kind of, so I've been speaking more from the strategic side of the admissions office, from the kind of perspective of the student or the applicant in this way, you know, if you're denied in the early process to any school you apply to, whether decision or action, um, then you clearly want to think about, you know, what is, you know, what are my next steps? And so regular decision is kind of the last next step that you'll take. The immediate next step might be to say, okay, you know, I was denied early to an ED school and to an early action school, but I would like to submit by early round two deadline. It all depends on the school when those deadlines are. So there's no kind of distinct uh, dates for, for all the schools for ED2. Um, and so ED2 is, is an option for students who say, okay, you know, I, I'm still serious about this. Or if there is a second round of early action, which is less common, um, you know, but submitting a second early kind of application isn't necessarily a bad idea to kind of have in mind. There is a little bit of awkwardness when you say, I'm ED1 to this school, but I know I'm going to apply ED2 to that school. I think just philosophically, you've missed the whole point of ED in some ways. Um, you know, if, if, if you're truly, if you truly know that this is your top choice school, but you have a clear second choice, but it's definitely not nearly as strong or it's unquestionably not as strong as your ED1 choice, then I think you get it. You're just kind of tossing the die between I'm going to apply ED1 here, ED2 here, and just want to get all these applications early, 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 early. I don't necessarily think that's necessarily the best uh, approach. But for students who kind of have a clear sense, of, this is my number one school. If I don't get here, this is, you know, I would definitely see this as my number two choice school then ED2 would make sense in that regard to kind of have that next step that you take, be ready to, to submit that application. And so, you know, you, you want to be mindful that like, you, you want to be authentic. You want to be honest in this process. This is not just, you know, playing games and, you know, playing the lottery here. Um, this really should be kind of a thoughtful decision-making process about where you go. So, uh, you know, ED2 options or, or early round two options, and then naturally you have um, the regular decision process as well. And so those are kind of your next steps if, if things don't look good in the early first round. Right. So maybe ED2 would be a better option for a student who doesn't feel ready to apply during ED1. Maybe they aren't super confident with their personal statement yet. They want some more time to edit. Maybe that would be a better option for them so they could not have that stress between ED1 and ED2, trying to get their applications ready in a really short turnaround. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, if, if we kind of take a step back, so we're talking about these early processes, we've mentioned regular, many institutions, I'd probably, I'm imagining it's probably the vast majority of US institutions, not 
the most selective institutions though, use rolling decision, which is really just saying, as soon as you submit your application, someone's gonna look at it as soon as we can, and we will render a decision as soon as we can, and spaces may fill up by the end. And I think the same kind of approach would be true in terms of, although it's not rolling, but we have kind of gradual deadlines, the earlier you apply, it's clear that you have your act together. But if you apply in the early round two, rather than round one, your, your act is still more together than a regular decision applicant in some regard. Um, and so this you know, is still a, a healthy signal to us that you know, you've taken us seriously, you're doing your research, you really do you know, have a genuine interest and in, in there's a reason you're applying early to our institution. So absolutely a, a good option. Right, still some advantages there. So as we get closer to this deadline, most schools have an early decision deadline of around November 1st. So as we get closer to that, do you have any tips that you would give to students in this um, last minute time between now and submission date um, for getting their applications ready? Yeah, I think, you know, number one, plan ahead. Those teacher X need to be in order. Those test scores need to be kind of ready to be sent. Um, you know, with the early process, the window of reading is much shorter. It's only about five or six weeks of reading versus 10 weeks in regular. So the window to get those test scores, if you're missing anything, we may not get it in time. So you really need to make sure that your whole application is going to be ready. All the recommendations, counselor to teachers, all the test scores, uh, subject tests, ACT or SAT. We wanna make sure that you know, you're, you know, everything else in your application is kind of thoughtfully submitted. So. Don't rush this just because you, again, think that you're, you're going to be strategically, uh, have a strategic advantage in early. The, the kind of rush and last minute nature may totally cancel that out. Um, I'd say, you know, make sure you've done, especially if you're applying early decision, make sure you would be ready in an interview to really say, you know, I am so, so committed to Dartmouth or whatever ED school you're applying to because you know, this, this, and this. And you need to be able to really show that energy and enthusiasm and commitment, because that's what it is in early decision, um, to that institution. And, and if that excitement, if that eagerness is, is not visible in an ED app, it, it feels inauthentic. It feels like you're just playing some game with us. And so really make sure that you are excited. You know, I mean, don't apply ED. Again, I'm speaking ED specifically, if you're not really thrilled about the institution. I mean, it is not your clear number one choice. Early action, on the other hand, you know, you should be excited about it. You should know, you know, through and through the institution and be able to explain in an interview or in a supplement kind of why you're, you're excited. But don't think you can just leave this to the last minute. Don't think that, you know, just because you're applying early, you're going to get some advantage. You know, you really need to, to be authentic about that institution um, in the process. And I think that's key in the early round to, to a successful applicant. I'm trying to think if there's other kind of words of wisdom here for, for early, but um, you know, don't, don't rest on your laurels. Make sure that you are cognizant that you know, if you are submitting early, you still recognize that you know, you're, there's a significant chance that you may not be admitted in early. That doesn't mean you've been denied. You, again, most likely in many cases will have been deferred in early. And so you need to have your kind of step two plan B and C in, in order um, and those applications ready to go. So don't think, don't be thinking now, all I need to do is just get this done and then I should be good. Be mindful of the other application, applications that are going to be kind of in process uh, simultaneously, I hope. 
right? It's still a very good idea to work on your other applications. Even after you submit early, still working on those regular decision applications just in case. Exactly. Right. Well, thank you so much for giving us this knowledge. I think as we come into the final weeks before submitting early applications, that all of this knowledge will be really helpful for students. So thank you for talking to us today. And if you at home are looking for more information about early applications for top colleges, be sure to check out our blog, which is linked in the episode description. There are tons of helpful articles on policies for early action and early decision at different schools and tips to help you finish all those application components from your personal statement to your supplemental essays. If you have any questions or would like to request a topic for a future episode, go ahead and give us a follow and send us a message on social media with the hashtag, hashtag InsideAdmissions. That's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office.